Hello, this is Diksha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 29th of May. India recorded more than 1,70,000 cases of COVID-19 and over 3,600 deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally now stands at over 2 crores 77 lakh and the death toll has crossed 3 lakh 22,000. The official figures of deaths and cases, however, are reported to be heavy undercounts. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 169 million people so far, claiming the lives of over 3.5 million. The Supreme Court of India yesterday asked the state governments to address the basic needs of children who have been orphaned because of the pandemic. Observing that the pandemic has had a cascading effect on vulnerable children, the court added that states need not wait for official orders to help such children. In a GST council meeting yesterday, the center and state governments could not reach a consensus on whether to provide tax relief on items such as vaccines and other medical supplies that are essential amid the COVID-19 crisis. The Delhi government has floated a global tender to procure 1 crore COVID vaccine doses. Bidders have been asked to submit their offer or expression of interest through email by 5 p.m. on June 7. The Tamil Nadu government today has extended the lockdown in the state by another week till 6 a.m. on June 7. The supply of vegetables and fruits will continue through government departments. Tamil Nadu Chief Minister MK Stalin has announced financial assistance of rupees 5 lakh to children who have lost both parents due to COVID-19. The Kerala and Maharashtra governments have decided to allow early vaccination for those travelling abroad, the Indian Express reported. Kerala's health department said that those travelling abroad would be permitted to take the second dose of the vaccine within 4 to 6 weeks after the first one. Earlier this month, amid multiple states flagging vaccine shortages, the centre had said that the gap between two doses of the Covishield vaccine could be increased to 12 to 16 weeks. The Maharashtra government has also said that it was planning to vaccinate students who have received confirmed admissions in foreign universities. State Minister Aditya Thakre said that eligible students would be able to get free walk-in vaccinations at three centres in Mumbai between May 31 and June 2. Listeners, India faces vaccine hesitancy in multiple states while the medical fraternity fights the COVID crisis day in and day out. Yet, some influential people have been peddling misinformation about vaccines as well as magical cures for the coronavirus. Yes, we are talking about Baba Ramdev. Ramdev not only called allopathy a stupid science, though he walked back from his comments when called out, but also made fake claims that the coronal medicine by his Ayurvedic enterprise Patanjali is the first evidence-based cure to COVID, even approved by the WHO. Given Ramdev's recent tussle with the Indian Medical Association, perhaps it's not fair to expect scientific temper from him. But you would at least expect it from the media. You'd be wrong. Instead of questioning Ramdev's claims and calling him out, some primetime anchors took it upon themselves to defend him. In this week's episode of TV Nuisance, News Laundry's Manisha Pandey shows how. Catch the full episode on our website newslaundry.com or our YouTube channel. But this shouldn't come as a surprise, as Baba Ramdev's Patanjali is one of the biggest advertisers on multiple TV news channels. And as we always say, When the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served and when the public pays, the public is served. Here at News Laundry, we are able to bust claims of babas and so-called gurus because we are funded solely by our subscribers. This is what we did when we fact-checked Ramdev's claims of running a state-of-the-art COVID hospital in Haridwar. 
While he had promoted his hospital on ABP News to much fanfare, my colleagues Ayush and Basant paid it a visit and discovered that only 50 out of the 150 oxygen beds were operational and the COVID wards didn't even have roofs. Do read their report on newslaundry.com titled Baba Ramdev's Haridwar COVID Center is all talk and no trousers. And we'll continue to bust unsubstantiated claims and do our job as an independent news organization, but we cannot do it without your support. So, if you want us to keep bringing you such reportage, head on to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website today. The lowest subscription starts at just 300 rupees a month. The Union Home Ministry today issued a notification granting powers to authorities in 13 districts of Gujarat, Chhattisgarh, Rajasthan, Haryana and Punjab to accept, to verify and approve citizenship applications from those belonging to minority communities coming from Pakistan, Afghanistan and Bangladesh. According to the Gazette notification, the minority communities would include Hindus, Sikhs, Jains, Buddhists, Parsis and Christians. The notice also asked the concerned district collector and home secretary to maintain an online and physical register of people registered or naturalized as citizens of India. A copy of the same must be submitted to the central government within 7 days of the process. The notification was issued under the existing provisions of the Citizenship Act 1955 because rules for the Citizenship Amendment Act have not been framed yet. In December 2020, Home Minister Amit Shah had said that the rules for the CAA could not be framed because of the coronavirus pandemic and the process will be considered after vaccination starts and corona cycle breaks. Union Information and Technology Minister Ravi Shankar Prasad said today that the central government is not seeking to break end-to-end encryption on WhatsApp. In an interview with the Indian Express, Prasad emphasized that WhatsApp users need not be concerned about the new social media regulations, adding that what the center is seeking is very limited. On May 25, WhatsApp had petitioned the Delhi High Court challenging a provision under the new social media rules. The provision makes it mandatory for the company to identify the first originator of information when authorities demand it. WhatsApp had argued in its plea that the provision was unconstitutional and against people's fundamental right to privacy. The Information Technology Guidelines for Intermediaries and Digital Media Ethics Code Rules 2021 issued on February 25 seek to regulate social media companies, OTT platforms and digital news content. The new rules which came into effect on May 25 essentially bring these platforms under the government's ambit for the first time. Twitter has also said that it was concerned about the potential threat to freedom of expression referring to the new IT rules. Stating the center's stand on the end-to-end encryption of messages on WhatsApp, Prasad said that it wasn't asking for the content of the messages. He added and I quote, "We only say who has started the mischief and if it has come from abroad, who picked it up in India first. That is all. Therefore, we are not asking for any big moon or breaking their encryption at all." I repeat ordinary users have full right to encryption unquote WhatsApp has said however that tracing chats fundamentally undermines people's right to privacy in his latest cashe22 column on newslaundry.com vinay arvind writes how the new it rules instead of helping trace the first originator of the mischievous messages as the central government claims will further compromise what meager rights indian citizens have over their privacy You can read his detailed piece on newslaundry.com titled 
from social to anti-social, how the new IT rules will accelerate India's democratic decline. The Aurangabad bench of the Bombay High Court pulled up the central government yesterday for filing an affidavit that defended the manufacturers of faulty ventilators purchased through the PM Cares Fund. On May 25, the court had directed the central government to respond to the Maharashtra government's submission that out of the 150 ventilators supplied by the centre, 113 were found to be defective. The centre, in its response, however, claimed that the ventilators were supplied through the Make in India initiative and not PM Cares. The government also said that no written complaint was recorded on the ventilators being faulty. Instead, the centre claimed that the medical officers at the hospital were not trained to handle the equipment. Taking strong exception to this, the bench said that the centre should have displayed sensitivity to the patients and not entered into a blame game. In a separate matter, the Bombay High Court yesterday directed authorities at Mumbai's Taloja prison to shift activist Tan Swami to a private hospital in the city for treatment for two weeks. Swami is an accused in the Bhima Koregaon case. The octogenarian activist has been lodged in the Taloja prison hospital since his arrest in the case in October last year. He suffers from multiple ailments including Parkinson's disease and had moved a medical bail plea in the Bombay High Court on May 21 on the grounds of his deteriorating health condition. The bench had denied him bail, agreeing instead that he could be shifted to the state-run JJ Hospital in Mumbai for treatment. The activist had refused to get admitted to JJ, saying that he would rather die in jail, as his previous stays at the hospital did not give him relief. The central government last night issued an order recalling West Bengal Chief Secretary Alapan Bandopadhyay to Delhi, asking him to report for duty. This is the second time in the past few months that the centre has recalled top bureaucrats from West Bengal to Delhi. The notice came hours after West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee was accused by BJP leaders of skipping a meeting with Prime Minister Narendra Modi to assess the aftermath of Cyclone Yas. This is not entirely true. Instead of a lengthy review meeting with Modi, Banerjee met him for 15 minutes and handed over a disaster report. She then left to review the cyclone relief measures in Digha. According to NDTV, Chief Secretary Bandhopadhyay accompanied her for her visit to the other cyclone-hit areas. Bandhopadhyay, who is a 1987 batch IAS officer of the West Bengal cadre, was scheduled to retire on May 31. However, he was given a three-month extension just four days ago after Mamta Banerjee sought his services due to his experience in handling the pandemic. The centre, meanwhile, alleged that CM Banerjee had kept the Prime Minister and West Bengal Governor Jagdeep Dhankar waiting for half an hour. BJP leaders took to Twitter calling the Chief Minister's behaviour petty and arrogant. Four more people have died in Colombia today amid the month-long protests against the government's new tax and health reforms. This comes as talks between the government and the National Strike Committee have been inconclusive. In the city of Cali, Mayor Jorge Ospina confirmed three deaths due to the protests. They were reportedly killed while an agent of the Attorney General's investigative unit opened fire on civilians before the agent himself was killed. Meanwhile, the local media reported that the fourth death occurred on the road between Cali and the town of Candelaria. Cali has become an epicentre of the nationwide protests in Colombia. The government has so far confirmed 17 civilian deaths as directly connected with the protests, while human rights groups have claimed dozens more civilians have been killed by security forces. Two police officers were also reportedly killed during the protests. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow.
All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.